Is he back? Is he officially back? I don't know. I don't like the lack of response. Good morning. Might be easy to believe that Josh Helmer. Oh, good morning. Welcome back, Josh Helmer. Congratulations, first and foremost, man. What an exciting time for you, your fiance, your future. How cool is that? Got to take, was it, I obviously wasn't spur of the moment because you had the ring, but did she know that it was coming? Was it a complete surprise? Had you been given the ultimatum? <laughs> I had, uh, well, no, I had not been given an ultimatum. Okay, but, okay. Uh, good, good, good. She, I think she had a, a sense that it was coming, and, and she was hopeful uh, that okay. the uh, proposal would happen in New York City. And, uh, yeah, yeah, sure cool. enough, there it did in Central Park. But good morning, my friend. How are Ooh. you? When did you get back? So uh, got back on Saturday afternoon. So I've, I feel settled. I, I feel ready to do this radio thing again. It's, it's wild, isn't it, when you go on vacation and some would say, oh, man, been gone for weeks. You, you should be refreshed and ready to go. But if you happen to come home on, like, a Sunday afternoon – right, from a week-long trip, and then a Monday, I guess you could call it a morning show, right, then everything is just a hot mess that whole Monday. To get that buffer day, to get ready for the week, and to be able to sit around and watch football all day long, pretty nice, huh? Pretty nice. Yeah, that was uh, definitely strategically planned. Well done. Well done on your part. And congratulations, man. I, Ref Army's obviously playing platoon over the moon. Happy for you, dude, as you might imagine. And uh, why, do, do we already have a date? Or is this like in – because you – I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like <laughs> both times that I was engaged, I knew when I was getting married the day, like literally the next day. It's like, oh, all right, June 10th, oh, May 23rd, yay. <laughs> I, but I would assume they're still planning that's taking place. Yeah, right? st- still planning. Still okay. planning. No, no date has been set. But uh, now, here's my question I, for you. I will here's say, my question for you. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was overwhelmed by the uh, the positive response and lovely messages, and I should say Amanda was too. So thank you, everyone Very out cool. there that, that tweeted, and texted, and called. I uh, so as to not flood everyone's timeline, did not say thank you personally to everyone or really anybody on on uh, Twitter. But it was it was pretty overwhelming. <laughs> It's cool, man. I was really happy for you. So, question. Question. You know, the big uh, the big radio radio thing is you don't need to spend time talking about what happened while you were on vacation. Right. Everybody has already had their opinion, right? I disagree with that wholeheartedly. So, here, I'm going to give you three choices off the start of the show. And, by the way, we are at Newcastle Casino today. Newcastle Casino is uh, – I always like coming out here. I always like coming out here. I think Newcastle is an awesome community. I think what they've done with this place uh, is is pretty incredible. I love whenever I'm out here and everyone expects it to be Ted and then it's me. It's kind of like whenever I go to Riverwind and everyone expects it to be Steely and it's me. But um, how's it going? Are you my internet guy? Oh, let's go! All right, there you go. So they're going to get us. They're going to get us a true landline here, Josh. And, and what? So again, I'm saying when. Teddy comes out here. Teddy comes out and does his show from, like, what, 2 to 5. When I come out and show up at 9 a.m. in the mornings, everyone's like, who in the heck is this guy? And why is he, why is he not Ted the is ref. pretty much what I get. What's the but ref? It's, yeah, ref? Who are you? Did you did you play? For, no, you're not the big bald guy? You're not the big. Where's Teddy? So, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to be out here. It's a cool trip. 
Okay, buddy. Appreciate it. It's a cool trip for me because I always take a different way here. I, I drop my girls off at old Washington. I try to find a different way to take every single time. Uh, this way was my all-time favorite because somehow, Josh, I, I was on a two-lane and a dirt road to get here a majority of the time. Go figure. So welcome to Newcastle. We'll tell you about all the great deals that they have coming up here on the Home of Sooner Fans. So he, here's the three options that I thought we could start with today. Number one, a first-segment recap of everything that you missed on the show and then that we missed on your trip. All right? That's number one. Number two, a rather subdued weekend for Oklahoma Sooner football, but Jaden Davis kind of went and got us all triggered. So we could dive into that right off the top, which I, I will be clairvoyant on this one. I kind of want to wait on that one a little bit because I feel like we're, we're happy. Josh is back. Josh Helmer is back from vacation, and things have been a little bit tense. An old Sooner day since you left, Josh. There have been a few tense times since you walked away to New York. But um, I think this is one of those types of things that when – Jane Davis conversation. When you hear it, it magnifies why, I guess, the term salty, mad, angry, disappointed, but maybe in the end pretty happy about the Lincoln-Riley decision – but it also kind of pulls that Band-Aid off the wound of how that season finished, right? A season in 2021 with so much hype, so much optimism, so much hope that, as my brother-in-law would say, pootered out the way that it did down the stretch. And I don't like to pull a Band-Aid off that wound, but you know what we're here for, right? Engagement, and people seem to be pretty fired up about it. So we, we can hit on that. Or, or we can talk about Oklahoma City basketball. Who continues to wow, jaw drop, and impress in anticipation of arguably their biggest game of the season coming up on Wednesday in North Carolina. So, recap, Jaden Davis triggering us all, our hoops. Where do you want to start on this beautiful Monday? Well, let's uh, let's recap because... Uh, okay, good call. It was a wild week. I, I did not leave you uh, lonely for content. You, you had plenty of storylines you know, last week. I've taken some vacations during dead periods, right? And you feel terrible because you leave the show and absolutely nothing is going on. Now, in fairness, I did take a vacation the week Jordy Ball transferred. So I thought that was pretty good content considering how uh, understandably exciting Sooner Softball is and how excited Sooner Softball fans about it. So I felt like I gave a little bit. This past year in 2023, but Josh, oh my gosh, your your vacation content wise, and not what you were doing, but what ended up happening right. was the gift that kept on giving all week long. I, I'm not kidding. We were sitting at um, Cavens on Thursday, and we went through an hour. Where we we're just kind of BS, and I think Mark Williams came on with us last Thursday, and I realized when we wrapped the hour up, I was like, huh, what. Well, Nothing happened that hour. What's going on? How much did you get to follow? A, a decent bit. Uh, what? Okay, good. M- Monday held the Danny Stutzman return, right? What? What oh, was? Gosh. What was just the general reaction? Dude, because, listen, I, I, the Suda fan base was right. Uh, they, they were right. I don't know if yeah, I mean. Yeah. I, oh. I think the initial reports probably were correct, right? That Stutzman had correct, walked correct. in You're and correct. said, yeah. "I'm leaving," but uh, had a change of heart. 
in, in Sooner Nation, the ref army said, well, I'll believe it when Danny Stutzman announces it. It's sure enough, I'll be danged if he didn't have a change of heart and Dude. in true Danny Stutzman fashion, drops that video. <laughs> it was amazing. I want – how long do our podcasts stay on the, the podcast platform? Do you know how long they're on there? <laughs> no, but I can try and find it, out for is you. It, is it eternity? Okay. Well, and, of course, this all started on Friday night. When Danny Stutzman announced his, or I'm sorry, Billy Bowman announced his return, right? So it started out as a good weekend for Oklahoma Sooner fans because Danny Stutz, or Billy Bowman had announced his return on Friday. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, Josh, and I wasn't digging too terribly much, but everyone that I talked to kept saying, hey, there's a, you, you need this right here? Would that help? Okay. Everyone that I talked to kept saying over and over, hey, listen, he's he's turning pro. He's let Brent Venables know he's turning pro. So you might as well just kind of accept it and go with it. So I was trying to be the um, the unwilling buffer, I think is a good way to put it, right? Because I, I didn't want fans to get angry and turn on Danny. And then, oh, gosh, at the start of the 10 o'clock hour, I want to say on Monday, he posted a picture of his locker cleaned out on Instagram with a little sad emoji, not like like on Instagram stories. And one of our uh, very wise and solid Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line contributors said, Danny just posted an empty locker. And so I, thank you very much. Oh, almost? Oh, okay. I being the content and uh, you know me, I'm a, I'm a farmer, ag- aggregator whenever it comes to content. I was like, well, let's end this, screenshot it. I'll write my little thank you, Danny, text, tweet, and we'll go from there. I'm not kidding, Josh. As soon as that tweet went up, it's not his locker. It's a joke. It's not real. That isn't him. That was just from the fans. Then about two to three to four people that would know started texting me and saying, I think he's coming back. So I was like, what? What? <laughs> he did, so I took the tweet down. I took the tweet down. And if you go back and if you listen to Connor and I in real time on Monday show from 10 to 11, it might be the greatest, worst radio you've ever heard in your life. Because I, I have no idea what's going on. No clue whatsoever. And I'm not – I mean, I hope you understand when I'm talking about content and stuff. I am being facetious. I, I'm not here to, for clicks or anything of that nature. I just want you to listen to the show. And – it was the it was the greatest s show that's played out for me in live in like real time, because you ju- you had no idea, and then as so- Josh as soon as the show was over he dropped the video on us. I, I'm walking out, and I'm just like saying bye to everyone, and at OU photo guys all fired up. <laughs> Tyler's showing me. I'm like, what's that? So yeah, you the fans were right. I was happy to be wrong. And Danny made his return, then took a little victory lap on us because he talked about exactly everything that we were doing during our little show in his pod. I'm like, you got to be kidding me, man. He's like, so I listen, and, and they're on the ref, and they're talking about, uh, I bet Danny's loving this right now, which is because I had no clue what was going on. So you get Danny back, you get Billy back. <laughs> you get Deshaun Terry back, you get Jacob Lacey back, right? But the two things that you missed that I really – thought you would have not from a sooner football perspective but just from like an 
content and argument and, and debate perspective. Boy, uh, Caden Green, the fallout from Caden Green, and then, you know, a couple days later, the Twitter battles with Zach Sanchez and fans. I mean, that, I think that was the part of the week last week that you should feel good that you missed. But I think I missed you the most, Deering, to be honest. Yeah, you needed a Did little. Did you follow that? You needed a little help. I, I understand. Yeah, that's that was uh, <laughs> dramatic, no doubt. So, Ken Green goes from the future at left tackle, right? We, we, we think, even though he's a great guard this year. He goes from that to what? The evilest villain of all time with the money-grabbingest family that we've ever met, right? Mm-hmm. Then it becomes fans, you don't have any right to say anything, and you can't have an opinion at all because you're not in that locker room. And we had a whole show on Friday about the role of fans. I, I, I think to really kind of narrow it down to the easiest and, and least common denominator, thank you so much. We we have a year where Oklahoma – I'm, I'm on the air right now. So if I do, I'll knock myself off. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. So we had a we, we have a year when the Oklahoma basketball team is 10-0 and on the season. And yet all these football storylines were not just dominating most of the headlines last week, but they were dominating all the conversations in Sooner Nation because of how it played out. It was crazy. Yeah, a, a wild week for football news, no doubt. Pure Danny fashion, incredible. And then uh, the Caden Green right? story, of course. What'd you make of that? It's it's a big-time loss is, is my initial response. I, I think this is an NFL talent that uh, has elected to enter the transfer portal and, and leave Norman, Oklahoma for what we feel are obvious reasons, right, or what uh, have mm-hmm. been reported obvious reasons. Uh, it's, you know, similar to the, the Lincoln-Riley departure in a sense that it's like you never thought this would happen to Oklahoma. If, if name-image-likeness offers are similar, why are you leaving OU? For Missouri, potentially? Mm -hmm. Uh, Oregon, okay. I mean, you know, historically not the same, but uh, in recent, you know, the last quarter century, Oregon's a a powerful program, right? I mean, that makes more sense, I guess, than Missouri. But you don't leave Oklahoma when you're an established star on the rise that uh, is going to be, quote-unquote, taken care of at the University of Oklahoma. So I thought it was – jarring in the way that the the Lincoln Riley mm. departure was jarring I think the I, I thought a lot I thought a lot this weekend about how that played out and how that was handled and just the the where we are now in the world of of college football and how the off the field issues are handled and then I saw Ole Miss just crushing it in the portal and in recruiting this weekend and it's just it's it's a weird place to be right now based on everything that and, and how we used to handle college football, right? Uh, we're we're openly questioning guys, crushing them more so than we ever have before. We are openly campaigning for guys to leave other schools and come to ours. It's just it's a different time and I don't I want to I want all you kids off my lawn with this. I mean it's just it's different, dude. Yeah, no, it's it's a different world. What it, was there any name that came to mind that would be anywhere close to Caden Green in terms of a 
portal departure and, and the uniqueness of it. I don't know if there's anything like it for OU fans uh, in the sense of, you know, everything that surrounded it, right? But it, what was the right. closest it, name that anybody came up with? Caleb yeah. Williams, I guess? Someone said – yeah, but – But beyond Caleb Williams. I mean, no offense to Caden Green, but he didn't quite accomplish for Oklahoma Caleb Williams did. Um, someone tried to bring up Marcus Dupree. <laughs> I was like, eh, okay, you know, someone who suddenly it became about the bag, which, again, I'm not going to fault anyone for that. But, yeah, that's – I was just frustration. And I think that they were trying to find anything they could try to compare it to to truly be able to grasp that level of frustration with this dude making the decision that he did. But in the end, what do we subscribe to here on the Plank Show, Josh? The Vince McMahon. McMahon theory. Come on. <laughs> we want you here. Great for you to be here. But good luck if you're going to move on. You'll be fine, and we're going to be just fine without you. So I, does that pretty much recap everything from last week? Get you caught up. OU basketball still undefeated. Okay. Um, every Sooner fan was over the moon excited on Friday when Billy Bowman announced his return. And then on Monday when Danny Stutzman announced his return. Then everyone hated everyone when Caden Green announced his departure. At some Oh, Josh, the most interesting part of the Caden Green departure was that at some point it made everyone hate Dylan Gabriel. Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> he was the big villain. He was the uh He was the bad guy. He, he was, was the bad He was the puppeteer behind the curtain. <laughs> oh. And then I I think we kind of got happy again. With John Terry and Jacob Lacey coming back. And then OU basketball won on Saturday night. And then the Jaden Davis appearance on a podcast started to make the round, and we got all triggered again. So, good time. I can't wait to see what's in store this week, and I'm so happy that you're back. So, are we caught? you feel caught up from all the football drama that you missed last week? I do, and I'm glad Did I, I didn't have to fight uh, about the role of fans. That was convenient. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? I Funny that you bring that up. When we come back... I want to, I want to just touch on it real quick. Okay, I'm not going to drag us back into it. I'm, I promise. You could escape it, but I feel you couldn't. It was like Toby on Friday. Josh, Toby had his greatest show ever. I'm not going to lie, because he saw the Zach Sanchez stuff on Thursday night. He saw the Dylan Gabriel stuff on Thursday night. And do you know what he opened his show with on Friday? Talking about Christmas movies. It was the most brilliant thing I've ever seen in my entire life and then i brought it up in the crossover and you could just sense the energy rise of it but i I thought about it a lot this weekend and i want to i want to touch on that real quick just to get your perspective tell me where i'm right and tell me where you think i'm dumb but most importantly just tell me you're here because josh elmer is back because we are live from newcastle casino with the plank show on the ref best part of your trip josh best well Uh oh sorry 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 Outside of being engaged, getting engaged. Sorry. So proposal aside, right? Because that that obviously was the best part. That's right. Proposal aside, you know, believe it or not, there was uh, we went we went to sort of a dive bar-y place, which was a pizza joint. Ate a lot of pizza, which for Good. me is uh, very enjoyable, and uh, it was the Chicago style pizza that i enjoyed the most from really? so that hanging out in there and uh eating pizza and just having a drink and and, and being with amanda that was probably the highlight for me did you do the touristy stuff did Not, you go see the statue of liberty 
Ellis we, Island? We went to no, we didn't, and we didn't uh, we didn't go to the Empire State Building or the World Trade Center. I I would have liked to, but we you know we did some other things. We went to uh, Broadway, which was incredible. Times Square uh, was kind of dumb. you know it, uh, it 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 wasn't the part that I enjoyed the most, which probably wouldn't shock anybody that's been right. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was it was large and uh, it was it was overwhelming and it was kind of most of what you probably would have dreamt that it would be. And uh, and yet it was like not as big in some ways as maybe I thought it was going to be, too. I I don't know it. Uh, but that was not the part I enjoyed the most. Being a, away from Times Square was more enjoyable. Ah, yes. Yes. Um, do you know what? This is a good question from Large William off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. No, text line. I, I okay. did not. <laughs> the question was uh, he wanted to know if Josh ended up going to the Thunder game before he went on vacation because we're true sooner had called and invited josh to the thunder game and that friday we had a big debate about do you go ahead but now it makes a lot of sense you you had a lot of planning stuff that was going on there good yeah. good callback william yes uh th- there was uh, some planning indeed <laughs> softball steep did you have an audience in central park so many homeless i see they're posting up in the park <laughs> you know there was somebody at the bench next to us, but uh, they didn't. I mean, they didn't care what was going on with us. And there were some people walking by and stuff, but no. Uh, it was actually it was it was a beautiful scene. The weather was nice. We met in a coffee shop, and we had just gotten coffees right before. So it's like I got unbelievably emotional. You know? How did I, you? Yeah, man. Welcome to my life every day now for some unknown reason. <laughs> but it, it was good. It's a happy moment, man. It's a happy moment. I'm so happy for you. Uh, oh, yes, Kenny, I'm sorry. I, I am living in mountain time for some reason. Three to six, Teddy will be out here for the rush. I have no idea. All right, so it, it, the, the one thing – oh, yeah, and Oki Drink Slinger writes, don't forget the commitment of EPL over the weekend. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's a good point. We, we have not talked about the offensive line addition of Eddie Pierre-Louis. Louis or Luis? We going, we going wee wee French style, or are we going like Brock Lewis, Luis? Which way? Do you know which way we're going? On I think this we're going wee wee uh, French style. Okay, I like it. But it was a a commitment for the Sooners from a four star offensive lineman. Their uh, let's see, what is it? Their second interior offensive lineman, six four, three hundred fifteen pounds. Announced his decision on social media over the weekend. So yeah, we missed that in the positive, but. I wanted to go back to it just real quick, real quick. Vinny Paul says it's Lewis. So it's Eddie Pierre Lewis. Okay. I, I, I'm game with whatever, Vinny Paul. I'm going to stop having the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line up live during the show. <laughs> Shut it down. Sorry. I'm, I'm shutting it down right now. I, I wanted to revisit our conversation for Friday. And there's a couple things that, I thought about all week long that I didn't represent myself well. Not necessarily rep- represent myself well, but the more I thought about it, the more I don't know if I made the point I, I, I felt like I needed to make. And for those that weren't with us on Friday, there was a, a good old-fashioned social media throwdown between a former Sooner and a lot of fans, and the whole point was you don't have the right to have an opinion because you're not in that locker room and you didn't play the game. And so, I mean, Josh, listen, I don't know about you, but whenever I get in fights with former players on things, not necessarily here in Oklahoma. I mean, Teddy and Gabe and Dusty have never said it, but sometimes on the national landscape, it'll always be, well, you didn't play the game. 
are you weren't in the locker room? Are you? How do you? What? What do you know about it? It's one of the great. What's the uh, thing of Trump cards, if you will, that former athletes will throw on you in arguments, and it's fine; they're not wrong. But the whole fight came from the fans' right to have a take, to have an opinion. But I also added, in the era of, in the era of NIL, and, and let's stop calling this NIL. What's going on right now is not NIL. It's pay for play. None of none of these conversations that are taking place at this point leading into signing day and leading into the portal has anything to do with NIL. It has everything to do with paying a dude to come pay for you. Riley Leonard is not signing NIL deals. He's getting paid to play at Notre Dame. I mean, let's just let's call it like it is. I don't know why we got to dance around it. But I don't still know. I think I'm still trying to figure out what is owed to the fans. That that's where my that's where my confusion maybe personally is. Because I think a couple of times we thought, yeah, Kane Greek needs to tell us what's going on. But there's still this part of me, even with the way that the way that NIL listen to me, collectives are set up, you know, the importance of fans and giving those collectives and coaches basically, you know, the, 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 go back to the Mark Stoops quotes and all, basically saying, hey, you gotta you gotta give to these collectives to get these guys. Like I still don't know where that where that right and wrong zone is you know what i'm saying like i'm still struggling with does he really owe us anything does his family really need to tell us but then again we're we're the ones that are going out and again it's not name image like it's not our businesses we're donating to a collective that's giving them money so fans have all the right in the world to have an opinion i don't care if they played or didn't i don't care if they know ball or not but i'm still kind of torn in that what is owed, if anything, to the fans. Does that make sense? Sure. I would say, for me, I don't feel as though Caden Green owes the fan base uh, a big-time explanation or his, his family owes a big uh, explanation. But in that same vein, I think the other part of it is true, which is, I mean, what did you expect? Right. I mean, fans have a right to voice their opinion when they buy tickets when they donate to the uh, Crimson and Cream Collective, right? I mean, right. when fans support your ability to earn, okay, you might not owe them an explanation in every twist and turn, mm-hmm. but then, yes, would you would you do something controversial? You open yourself up to criticism, and it's expected. And to argue that fans don't have a right to be upset is absurd. It's ridiculous. And, you know, so you're 100% right. But then for me, that's kind of been my, what do they, do they really even owe us anything or do you just accept that they're going to go and that's what college football is? I, I, let, me, let me give you another quick comparison and tell me if this works. I'm very excited about Aaron Rodgers' potential return. Okay, I, 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 I don't know why. I, I have no justification I'm not – I don't listen to, to Aaron Rodgers and the Pat McAfee show, Josh. I don't even like the Jets. But something about a dude who allegedly ruptured his Achilles and is 40 years old and is able to come back within a season fascinates me. And I'm like, this is crazy. This is awesome. And then I'll have people that, that fire back and they're like, it doesn't matter. It's all selfish. It's all selfish. <laughs> he, this, is, this is about him trying to prove a point. And in my mind, I'm like, 
yeah, you're, I'm not arguing you with that, but what do you think in sports isn't selfish? You know? Yes, yeah, sports <laughs> a lot of times are inherently a little selfish. I, I, just, I, I just, so I kind of think of it in that way, right? I, I view things where, hey, this guy's going to do something we've never seen before. I don't care what's going on. And everyone else is telling me that you're dumb because it's selfish. I see Caden Green leaving. I understand why. I don't feel like I need an explanation. But then you got this whole group that's saying, selfish, you need to care about the name on the front of the jersey, and I give it this collective, and I want to know why, right? I, so it's kind of weird where we are in college football, not just in, listen, we're going to have some, Josh, we're going to have some shows on the college football calendar. I mean, I have, it's nerdy, and it's almost as dull in some instances as fighting about the NCAA and its role, but holy smokes. Is there some some problems with the NCAA's calendar right now, and more specifically, college football's calendar? But I, I I just I don't I don't know where that starts and stops when we were able to spend all this time as a kid as kids and growing up. Don't you say these are kids that are playing for an education and getting their school paid for and blah blah blah, and that was the the, the bubble. Now, oh bro, I want to. Why are you doing this? What's the deal? There's got to be something going on here. Where's the bag man? Then social media, you're a moron, you're an idiot, how dare you? Your, your family's money hungry, your, gr- your money grubbing. And, well, the, and the uncle just probably should not have been on Twitter to begin with because literally he, con- he confessed that they were getting other offers from school before he was in the portal. So it's just like, what are we doing? But I just, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that was not wise. No, but it, it blurs lines, right? And I just, I don't know what should be a hard and fast, hey, that's none your business so to speak. I don't know. I well, don't know. it's it's interesting to think about where all of this is headed because clearly there was tampering involved, right? Absolutely. And it sounds like based on a lot of the reporting and what you can gather out there, if not an equal offer, a competitive offer from Oklahoma was uh, was right. not enough, right? So it's not sure. as though it's not as though Oklahoma said, "Okay, hey, your free agent deal, we're not going to match, and you can just walk," kind of thing. But uh, th- there was money involved, there was tampering involved. Which, at some point, is this just headed to where we do kind of get to sort of a collective bargaining agreement? Have to, and and there's very clear, written, obvious rules in place, which is. Oregon and Missouri can't come calling to somebody that's contractually obligated to the University of Oklahoma. I, I have I spent so much time thinking about this this weekend because anyone that's that then wants to say, well, they don't know him. They, he doesn't owe them anything. He, he played football. Find me the sport where the owners, coaches, or general managers of the sport tell the fans – they need to pay more to help them get players. It doesn't happen in the NFL. You never see a head coach or a general manager walk and we go, well, if our attendance was better, uh, we might be able to draw this big free agent or we may be, may be able to get this, this guy. No, doesn't happen. Doesn't happen in any other sport. And all of a sudden you got college coaches that are at press conferences saying, y'all got to, you got to get, if you want these football players, you got to go out and you got to start giving to these collectives. So, I, you're right, Josh. In the nuts and bolts of it, Caden Green, something fishy was going on there. But we're not doing anything to stop because we don't care about tampering. we got to get to the bigger issue of this, which is 
this is not sustainable. It's just not. It's not going to work. All right, then my nerd talk's well, over. Well, and it, it's so messy, too, in the Welcome sense that. Welcome to my that TED Talk. It, it's so messy in the sense that, okay, did Caden Green get some sort of name image likeness compensation when he signed with Oklahoma or shortly right. thereafter? And, oh, by the way, after you started several games, was there uh, some sort of deal or, deal or compensation right. in some regard? And then now that you leave, <laughs> do you not get the compensation? Because there without clearly defined contracts that you and I and others can see, uh-huh. we have no clue what's going on. Nobody right. knows what's going on. We, we we have on three and all these different websites that have valuations. Nobody knows what anybody gets paid or what's happening with name, image, likeness. And it's time for the shroud of darkness to disappear. We, we need this to be more clearly defined. But I, I do like that. The NIL, the NIL valuation based on – yeah, that's just, and, and I'm not dog. I mean, on three does an incredible job. They've got people working through it, but I will. We, we have no idea what any of the, and they're making a lot of money, but we have no idea if it's close to what's being reported because of that. As Josh put it, shroud of darkness. All right. So do you feel caught up now on everything you missed from last week? Does that put the exclamation point on it? Are we ready to move on? Absolutely. Anything else? I, I got okay. the blood boiling there a little bit. We're feeling good. When we come back, Brent Venables met with the media after practice on Friday. Did not talk about Caden Green or anyone who wasn't there, but a lot of good stuff on Jackson Arnold and bowl preparations. Coming up next, live from Newcastle Casino on a Monday on the Home of Sooner Fans. So we did start something while you were gone, Josh. Yeah. We started a, a daily 10 a.m. segment where every day at 10 a.m. we take a look at the latest goings-ons in the portal. Usually try to keep it fairly specific to Oklahoma, but with the dealings over the weekend, I don't think we can, man. My man, uh, <laughs> my man Chris Wilkerson just sent me a meme. This is great. I, I, meme, gift, 220-221. It says, Oklahoma fans watching Lincoln Riley lose five of USC's last six regular season games, fire former Oklahoma D.C. Alex Grinch, have OU quarterback Caleb Williams opt out of the bowl game, and see XOU wide receiver Mario Williams and five-star OU quarterback Malachi Nelson enter the transfer portal. And there's that picture of Dave Chappelle where it says, you hate to see it, but more than that, you love to see it. <laughs> Indeed. So I've got, I've got some portal stuff for you coming up at 10 a.m. This is good from the 405 real quick before we play this cut from Brent Venables. We're live at Newcastle on a Monday. Josh is back, baby. 405 writes, all fans should just realize the name on the front of the jersey doesn't matter anymore. They should take all the names off and just put dollar signs there because that's what these players are going to be loyal to. It's the money and who can pay the most. Now, don't get me wrong, right? There's there's, there's those, I don't want to say select few, there's a faction where the Alabama, the Oklahoma, it, it matters, but we've set, we're setting ourselves a little bit of a danger precedent, dangerous precedent over the last couple of years. And, and I, I'm not, I'm, unlike you, sir or ma'am, I'm not against, I want kids to make as much money as they possibly can. I just don't think it should be the ultimate determining factor. Well, and. And that comes, by the way, real quick, Josh, from someone who's chased money his whole life. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> if you make a commitment somewhere, then you look as soon as 
contracts and money get involved. You, you can't just willy-nilly leave a contract without repercussions. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's where we're heading. I'm surprised there's not – I guess everything is just a year-to-year contract because I'm surprised we haven't seen a story about that where either a collective or an entity – goes after one of these kids in the portal because they didn't adhere to their agreement. Listen, I'm, I'm sure that everyone has thought and worked through this, but it's just that that's surprising to me. Uh, more of your text coming up in a bit. Brent Venables met with the media. thought Ryan a- a- Aber asked him a really good question, and that is, you know, you, you're getting ready for the SEC, but how has that changed kind of what you're looking for or maybe more specifically what you're targeting in the, tra- in the transfer portal and in recruiting? You, know, you want you want great competitive depth. You know you want to be strong and physical. That's the name of the game. So it's not uh, the SEC or those things. Um, there's great skill. There's great depth. The lines of scrimmage are a real thing. But man, you've if you've been coaching football, offense or defense, you you're going to try to build your team or your program and your locker room on the lines of scrimmage and dominating there first. You usually don't get whooped at the line of scrimmage and then win most games. It's actually the opposite. So. That's that's going to be a challenge, and it's you know being as big and strong and fast and instinctive and uh, skilled as we can possibly be at at all three levels, uh, in all three phases rather, and um, and again it's it's a process, and you're never going to go in there like oh man we got it you know we're we're exactly where you know we want to be someday. It's you're always going to want for more. Yeah, I like that. There's never going to be a. Uh... An aircraft carrier with a major banner on it that says "Mission Accomplished," and Brent Venables is going to walk to the mic and say, "We got it. We got the. We got the dudes we needed. Here we go." Even when they want a title, even when they want a title, it's still going to be, yeah, you know, we didn't have a good run fit on that third down player. It's just they're always going to want for more. Are you worried about that going forward? The ability to recruit and get the guys in the trenches. Is that a concern for you? Table that thought. Let's talk about it when we come back. I'm going to try to stay somewhat on the clock today. You good with that? I'm good with it. Let's do it. It's Plank Show, live from Newcastle, on a Monday right here on The Ref. All right, so the question was asked before the break, and it became a hot topic last week. Uh, We're going to talk about you basketball. You'll hear from Porter Moser coming up next hour, our portal update, plus more from Brent Venables. Question about where Oklahoma is in the trenches. You see DeJean Terry and Jacob Lacey come back, but also lose Kane Green on the offensive line. We're in the SEC next year, peeps. Josh, where's your confidence in the trenches right now for Oklahoma? Heading into next season? In general. I think Oklahoma's going to get where we want them to get, but I don't think they're there in 24. So I think that, uh, you know, really my – concerns lie on the offensive line more so than the defensive line going forward for Oklahoma as evidenced by just the recruiting numbers of right. this of this signing class and the one before it I look uh, Todd Bates Miguel Chavis Brent Venables they're going to get guys up front and That's right. I think OU's going to find guys on the offensive line too but uh, in Eddie Pierre Lewis is a good addition Maybe that's somebody that uh, pretty quickly can impact things, and I like uh, other parts of the class too. But, look, uh, Oklahoma needs to find a couple of blue-chip kids, a couple more blue-chip kids up front. Yeah. Offensively. I I mean, I I couldn't agree more. 
it's weird, isn't it, though? Because there's a lot of young dudes there that we thought very highly of coming out of high school and, and still have a chance. Joshua Bates, he'll take a kid, right? I mean, there's some there's some dudes. We Sexton, Taylor. Jacob Sexton, Jacob Taylor, that we think might pan out. And it just – I feel like we have to have more patience on the offensive line than we do just with – especially guys after they commit and after they've been with you for a while. But I also feel like it's an area where you, you can't afford to miss, right? You can't afford to be off. Now, one thing you you can and must say about Coach Beatonbow is, and this is a little bit debatable, right, on how good exactly they've been, but his track record out of the portal has been successful. So yeah. where they've missed in the high school recruiting game or development, whatever you want to say, right, They've went and they've went and found a Rouse. They've went and got a guidance. So they've they have been able to plug some gaps out of the portal. Yep. All right, quick break. When when we come back, let's let's do our best to get you caught up on the portal news from over the weekend. We do it every single day at ten AM and our portal updates as always are brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. Brent Swift and his crew help you out. Four oh five eight three one. 8222 swiftcoteam.com. Get you updated on the portal next.